Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman, of course. Well, first up, a little information I saw on WallStreetJournal.com. Interesting article from Serena Ng on the stuff of your basic shopping list, those necessities that we all have each and every week or if you shop like me every day. Well, they're getting a lot of scale treatment apparently. P&G is testing the concept of luxury on things like your dish soap and paper towels. You may have already seen the Bounty Dura towel on your Target shelf. It has embossing on it that looks like a dishcloth. Um, you didn't even know you needed that, but guess what? You can buy it for four bucks, two king rolls of it, about 20% more than regular Bounty. Or maybe you use Cascade's Platinum Dishwasher Soap that claims to make the insides of automatic dishwashers shine. Again, but you didn't know that, but you can buy that if you want it. Or get personal with Tampax. Uh, their super premium design-wrapped Radiant Collection um, as well. So it's kind of an interesting move, according to Serena Ng, uh, considering that five years ago people became more accepting of white-label products because they delivered uh, what many of us consider to be a similar experience than just your branded product that you always pay more for. Well, now with these basics, P&G is essentially seeing if people will now reverse themselves and pay more for the things that they you know, thought were more of a commodity. So whether or not you can go luxury with items, not typically considered luxury items, will be interesting to watch. Um, on this show, I've already shared that luxury consumers are starting to come back to luxury purchases, but this could be taken it a tad bit too far. So anyway, time will tell. Check out Bounty Duratel. Again, they can be yours for $4 for two king rolls on a Target shelf near you. Well, our first profile today are minority moms. Uh, these are Hispanic moms with at least two children in the home. Uh, there's about a million of these specifically, median age of 48, high school grads married, and most of them homemakers. Um, average um, median household income is around $45,000. They're embracing both uh, U.S. and Native cultures, often celebrating both Hispanic holidays and U.S. national holidays. They do keep up on Latin music and news and sports, while also uh, keeping up with American music, news, and sports. So they really are kind of dividing both worlds. They're enjoying living the American lifestyle, but family is their priority number one. They love spending time with their family and prefer to have a quiet evening at home with family than going out. They feel a great sense of duty to themselves, their family, and their country, um, and religion is a key point in their lives. Um, they're also big DIYers as well. Uh, when it comes to shopping, you know, they see shopping um, as a chore, and they only do it when needed. Um, they go out when they have something they have to buy. Otherwise, they're just not out to shop. 
price does win over um, than brands. So if they may choose something just because it's on sale or they're heading to the clearance rack when they enter the store and they'll shop around for the best price when looking for something that may be a little bit more expensive. Uh, they do love to shop local, something that's nearby, um, something that's, that's very convenient to them. Uh, when it comes to brands, uh, you know, they're buying at Kmart, Burlington Coat Factory, Toys R Us, uh, JCPenney are big ones. Um, they're, they're purchasing things like CoverGirl and Olay and Avon, uh, Comet and Spick and Span. I didn't know they made Spick and Span anymore, but they do. They're driving uh, Buick and Chevy as well. Uh, so those are just some places that you can uh, intersect them at retail. And when it comes to media, you know, they're reading a lot of family-oriented publications like Family Circle, Good Housekeeping, Parenting, uh, Better Homes and Gardens are also big with them. I'm watching a lot of cable as well and, and online quite a bit getting information um, on all things related to family um, and home. Well, my guest today, uh, very excited to have her on, Joanne Bamberger, uh, is Pundit Mom, or was Pundit Mom, I should say. She was well-known for years and years for her own blog called Pundit Mom, and she's, she's actually moved on while still keeping her very strong point of view as publisher and editor-in-chief of The Broadside, and she's also launched her own uh, political and social media consulting business, Broadside Strategies. You may know her as the author of a best-selling book called Mothers of Intention, How Women in Social Media Are Revolutionizing Politics in America. And it really is um, the first book that examined the phenomenon of the rise of women in social media, how we've been using online tools for change, and still some of the challenges that we face when it comes to politics and activism, something that I talk a lot about on this program, and so you know it's a topic near and dear to my heart. I'm thrilled to have Joanne on today, so you're going to want to stick around to see what she has to say when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City, November 6th and 7th. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes, education led by digital marketing's best and brightest, hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, non-stop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight Series, featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now for AdTech New York 2013 by going to na.ad-tech.com/ny or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com/ny. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Affiliate Marketing Today, since 2004. The best source for affiliate marketing news, views, and education. Your source for getting the most out of your affiliate marketing strategies. Affiliate Marketing Today, on demand anytime, inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to the show. I'm going to be chatting today with Joanne Bamberger. I'm very excited to have her on. Many of you who follow politics and women's issues and all things social have probably seen Joanne on uh, a national cable outlet near you, if not in some a national publication. Joanne's the publisher and editor-in-chief of The Broadside and also has launched her own political and social media consulting business, Broadside Strategies and has authored the book, Mothers of Intention, How Women and Social Media Are Revolutionizing Politics in America. Joanne, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I I just feel like there's so many things we could talk about today, and we only have a limited time. So I'm going to do my best to run through as many things as I can for listeners who um, I tend to talk about politics and, and women's ability to play in politics quite a bit on this show. So I'm thrilled to have you on. I was familiar with your blog, Pundit Mom, and of course, your books and media appearances cover a broad range of topics. You talk about politics and social change, women in the workplace, uh, the impact of social, all, all kinds of things. So let's start with what's new, which is your online magazine, The Broad Side. And I'm curious what prompted you to create it when you already had the books and the blog? Well, the the my my personal blog was really just that the personal and you know for me I was just writing there it was really just me doing that and sort of one of the things that I realized as I wrote my book was that there are so many women out there writing especially online writing about how politics really play in their lives and what's important to them and sadly we're not getting a lot of uh, airtime if you will we're not getting a lot of attention. And that combined with the fact that I was seeing many of the online outlets that had originally focused on women's opinion writing sort of going away and getting folded into their larger, you know, co-ed sites, um, that there really needed to be a place where women could come and share their writing on opinions and commentary, both on culture and politics and important issues to them uh, both in serious and in amusing ways. Now, there are obviously plenty of wonderful sites out there that focus on 
entertainment and fashion, and I have nothing against that because I love some fashion. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to create a place where some of these women could come and we could aggregate that mm-hmm. so that people could find it. You know, there are so many, there are, you know, like 35 million women online every week and all sorts of blogs. How do you sort through that and find, you know, the good writing? And and that's what I really want to try to achieve with the broadside is aggregating that for people. Mm-hmm. Aggregating the good writing on many, many, you know, great topics. And I was looking at your list of contributors and they come from a broad range of backgrounds, academics, journalists, some are stay-at-home moms. I'm curious, how did you choose them or did they choose you? And you talk about aggregating, so some of it may be organic as well. Uh, you know, a little bit of everything. You know, some of it, there were people that I knew whose writing I really enjoyed and admired, and I wanted to be able to highlight that. Some of the contributors have uh, reached out to us and said they would they would like to participate. And uh, some are people that I've, you know, tried to twist their arms a little bit because they, some are academics or, you know, sort of in other lines of work, but have very powerful opinions on topics that, you know, are not getting written about. And I wanted to try to find women from a variety of arenas to bring those writings and perspectives together. And we do have a couple of guys as well who we (laughs) we enjoy having them on the site. Uh, But it is mostly women writers. And it's just there, there have been so many times when, you know, we're still building the readership, but there have been so many times when someone has reached out and said, you know, I've read so many articles about X topic, but I have not read anyone write in that perspective or from that mm-hmm. angle who, or who has raised a particular issue. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I would like to cultivate mm-hmm. at the site. Mm-hmm. Get people to really see a broad range of opinion in one place, it sounds like. I, I am curious if you are seeking to to maybe change something with the broadside? I mean, I know you've talked about you want to be able to bring this level of discourse and thinking and great and great work to the fold, but are you seeking to change any policies if there are enough strong voices to back them? Well, I haven't really thought about using the site in that way yet, but I do see that there is that possible trajectory. And what I sort of have envisioned was, you know, sort of creating this site and then possibly uh, creating some online courses and webinars where, you know, women can come and say, well, you know, hey, I would really like to learn how to write an op-ed. I would love to write a letter to the editor or to my congressperson, and I'm really not sure how to do it. I find it too intimidating. Um, and sort of help women learn how to do that. And then you know, sort of try to figure out organically what issues do our readers really focus on. And I think that that could be an opportunity to, you know, pick one or two particular issues that the site could become an advocate for. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll get there, I bet. I bet it'll naturally, it'll, it, it, these things have a way of finding their paths. I bet, right. I bet that, that some topics will naturally um, come to the top. I'm sure. Um, you know, kind of shifting gears to your book from 2011, Mothers of Intention, you, you know, you've been called the first person to shine the light on um, how powerful women can change 
change the political landscape utilizing social media. And we know the power of social is, is huge. But I'm just curious, how, how come it's taken politicians so long to include women's issues, which I, I like to call them family issues because I think they're more than just women's issues. Our issues impact uh, the people around us. And, you know, back in 2012, during the presidential election, you know, there was a, it was a slow bill to even start including these women slash family issues in the public discourse. Why, why do you think that is the case or was the case at that time? I, and I think it's still the case, sadly. I think there's still a big disconnect uh, with many uh, politicians and uh, political organizations that they, 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 they know that women are important, women's votes are important, women have a lot of influence both, you know, financially within the household and when it comes to being the majority of voters. Yet they still are very slow to realize that those are the people they need to be engaging with and seem to, at least historically, have believed that as long as we just put something out there and say, oh, we like, quote unquote, women's issues or family issues, which, of course, as we all know, everything is a woman's issue and a family issue, um, that they can get away with it. And they have been able to, to a certain extent. I think that is changing. I think we saw that with uh, Barack Obama and Mitt Romney in 2012 in terms of Romney not really being able to connect with women as much as he would have liked. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing that a lot, uh, for example, in the governor's race in Virginia. That's really, really coming to the forefront now in terms of which candidate women are supporting specifically based on, quote unquote, women's issues. And I think as we, it, it's a very slow trail to sort of get down this road, but I, I think we're getting there. But it, but it is a quandary when you know that women have determined every presidential election in the last three decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why are we still sort of, you know, that we get a, seem to get an acronym or a euphemism every, every four years, you know, mm-hmm. we're soccer moms or we're Walmart moms or we're, mm-hmm. you know, they think that women can be lumped into one little quick category and that their votes can be assured. And I, I think that social media not only has given women influence there, I think it has empowered women in a way that nothing else has before in terms of feeling like they are empowered and important and that they can be influential in that way. Do you think social media is one of the variety of tools women should be using to try to keep the topics close to our hearts? top of mind with Washington insiders or are there other, what are the other ways that we can make sure that we're not just falling out of favor in non-presidential elections or, or non-governorial uh, elections? Right. Women should use, everybody should use, but especially women should use every tool that they've got in their toolbox and social media is just one. I mean, there are many ways to reach uh, policymakers and influencers in Washington or in your town or in your state uh, by email, or if you go to their websites, you can send them messages. But it, it is true that oftentimes those types of communications are discounted a bit. Like if you, t- if you go on some line to sign a petition and it's a form petition and lots of people sign the same thing, 
that is going to get less attention than if you pick up the phone and call your congressman or your mayor or your city council person, or if you write them a letter, or if you reach out to them on their personal sites and personal blogs. Interestingly, uh, more politicians, more on the local level than the federal level, but are starting to have their own blogs so constituents can see what they're doing. Reach out to them in that venue mm-hmm. and uh, or, you know, go to meetings. I mean, social media is a tool and it is a powerful one. But when it comes to trying to influence people in any way, we want to be able to use all the tools in our arsenal. And that's going to be the most effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like uh, getting very personal with them is the most effective way. I mean, just really making the effort. You've referenced your 13-year-old daughter. I, too, have a 13-year-old. And this is kind of a big question. (laughs) We can take the the next 20 minutes to talk about it. But what what do you feel are the top two to three issues that are critical to uh, your daughter's future, my daughter's future, that have to get resolved before they reach adulthood, which, as you know, is not that long away. I mean, it's five years if you count 18. I don't Sadly. personally count 18. <laughs> I like to say 25, maybe. Or 30. Or yeah. 30, exactly, <laughs> especially when it comes to dating. Exactly, um, yes. <laughs> but, but what do you think are the critical issues that have to get resolved, in, even if it's in their lifetime? Let's not even say it's by the time they reach adulthood, because it feels like change has been very, very slow. I know. I I often say I really thought at this point in my life that if I had a daughter, um, that from the time that I was her age to now, all the things that I sort of worried about and thought about then would have been resolved by now. Um, Equal pay, seeing a woman in the White House, um, you know, sort of parity in men and women in the workplace and various professions. Um, so, uh, as a mom of a 13 year old today, it sort of surprises me and makes me sad that we're not there yet, Mm -hmm. but I would truly hope that in our daughter's lifetimes that we really see actual fair pay for fair, you know, equal pay for equal work and that we see more women in elective office at all levels, because I truly believe that. Uh, regardless of political party, I mean, people who read me know that I'm um, pretty liberal and I'm a lefty, um, but, I, but I do believe that we need women of both political parties in, in many more numbers to be able to make those changes. And in a way that sounds a little bit trite, because obviously there are lots of men who are also invested in making sure that our daughters have certain things, equal pay and equal opportunities and uh, things like that. But I think we really do need more women in elective office to bring those different experiences and different perspectives to be able to make the policy changes that are needed to hopefully get our daughters to a place we would like to see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's about just having share of voice. You know, and right now we don't have a commiserate share of voice at the highest of levels. And as a result, I think that issues that are the nearest and dearest to our hearts and, and even those issues that affect all Americans are just not being heard at the level that they need to be heard and understood and acted upon. So, yes, I agree totally with you. It's shocking that we're still talking about these topics today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when I get back uh, with the program, I want to ask you about, well, who is 
doing significant change, who is making significant change, who's making positive difference in the lives of American women today. So more from Joanne Bamberger when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Best search strategies. Where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best search strategies. On demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to the show. I've been chatting today with Joanne Bamberger. She's the former pundit mom blogger and current uh, publisher and editor-in-chief of The Broadside with her own consulting business, The Broadside Strategies. And you may know her from her 2011 best-selling book, Mothers of Intention, How Women in Social Media Are Revolutionizing Politics in America. And we've been spending time today talking about that politics in America and how it's been slow to change, to recognize family issues, issues that are very near and dear to our hearts as women, as heads of households, as uh, employees, as many, many hats that we wear, Uh, which leads me to the next question. Um, Joanne, who do you think, uh, which companies, politicians, or maybe even individual change makers that you feel are making a, a positive difference in the lives of American women today? Well, when it comes to companies, um, I I don't have any specific one in mind, but in general, um, it's been very interesting to me that over the years, the accounting industry, especially the big accounting firms, have really gotten it in terms of how to help women uh, develop their careers, 
step off if they need to, to have children, have families stay home for a while, but to stay in the loop in t- professionally and career-wise so they get keep up with their training and keep up with their networking so that when they are ready to go back into the workforce, they've not fallen behind in terms of, you know, what's the current thing that they need to know for their job. And the reason they've been able to do that is because they're number crunchers. They know how important it is and how, that they are actually saving money by investing in women in that way. And it just always surprises me that other professions or companies and corporations haven't really figured that out yet, that it really saves them money to invest in you know, employees, men and women, who need to take time off for you know, personal or family reasons. I was um, going to interject too, sorry uh-huh. to interrupt you, but I was going to say not only saves them money to be more savvy about that, but actually keeping women in the workplace actually can earn them more money. You know, exactly. it, it actually impacts their bottom line because right. they have a healthy uh, representation of diverse opinions throughout their entire organization. So it's a win-win. It's total win-win and it just shocks me that, you know, more companies and professions aren't figuring that out. I mean, obviously, you would like to see people doing it for other reasons, because it helps our society, and it seems to be the right thing to do. But we know at the end of the day, obviously, businesses need to make money. And when they look at crunching the numbers, that it really is to their financial benefit. Mm -hmm. To do that, um, it sort of surprises me that more people aren't doing that. Yeah. So I hope more people follow the accounting industry in that. Um, when it comes to organizations, I, I think uh, the American Association of University Women is doing a lot of really good work in terms of trying to push the agenda for family-related issues, especially paid sick leave and fair pay. Um, and you have some other organizations. Some people might be familiar with Moms Rising, uh, they do a lot of political outreach to um, lawmakers, mostly nationally on the federal level, on issues important uh, to women and families, and, and not just on things like fair pay or paid leave. They focus on uh, accessibility to food and uh, you know, hunger and um, healthy food in terms of pesticides, things like that. So, you know, to the extent that one might want to sort of put their toe into the political arena a little bit to see what issues there are to focus on, you, you know, could look at that group and go to their website and see what they're focusing on. Great. Mom's Rising for everybody mm-hmm. listening. Mom's Rising. You know, you've talked about, I've seen you've seen your thoughts on Marissa Mayer at, at Yahoo and Cheryl Sandberg at Facebook and kind of your reaction to their view of women's role in the workplace. And, you know, I'm just curious if high-profile leaders like they are, are struggling with with some of the same issues or maybe even not fighting for the same issues that many of us grapple with then where will our support for these things come? Where are we to look um, for kind of help from above, if you will, to drive this kind of change forward? That is an excellent question, and I wish I had the answer to that. It, It actually sort of surprises me that when that question has come up, um, but, you know, it's been raised by many people, that so often the majority response seems to be, 
well, why are we placing this at their feet? They're just, you know, individual women. And why should we ask them to be the standard bearers for other women and these issues? And as you, as you raise sort of in your question, if not them, then who? Mm-hmm. Because they have the profile. They have the extraordinary influence that the vast majority of us only wish we could have. If we could only have a little portion of whatever mm-hmm. influence they could Think have. Think what because, we could do with that. <laughs> because they have the ear of, you know, every, you know, anybody and everybody that they would want to have access to. And, you know, especially Sheryl Sandberg, who, you know, was sort of trained at the, at the feet of Larry Summers, who is very connected to the Obama administration, regardless of what happens with his Fed. You know, he's not going to be appointed to the Federal Reserve now, but he is still someone who has the ear of the Obama administration, and she's got that access. So if, if we can't look to these women who have become uber successful and overcome obstacles to, you know, reach these high levels, if we can't look to them to advocate on behalf of at least one issue for for women, then you're right, who can we look to? And, you know, I guess ultimately they say, well, you have to look to yourself and take care of yourself. And I think, you know, that's what they've said sometimes. But I would I would really love to see them take on at least one issue and say, we know we have a platform and this is what we want to use the platform for. Mm-hmm. I agree. I feel like, yes, it's all incumbent upon each and every one of us to do our part. And, and earlier in the program, you talked about ways that we can do that uh, to try to push our own our own philosophical and, and very realistic agendas uh, on things that we want changed. But when we have high-profile leaders who should and can be the voices of millions, it's a shame that they're not taking advantage of it, or in in large part could be doing it harm. So it is it is concerning, and I'm sorry you don't have an answer. I was hoping you did. I certainly I, don't have an answer. I, I wish, you know, there was, you know, some pearl of wisdom. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, clearly, you know, many men have been doing that for decades and decades and decades. I mean, sort of, you know, we often talk about the old boys network, um, and if we could, maybe not old girls, but young or middle-aged girls, could, um, you know, sort of band together and work on things as well, uh, that would sur- sure would be helpful for everybody yes, down there. definitely. Road. There's definitely power in numbers for sure. Um, Joanne, we're going to have to wrap things up, but I would love to have listeners today um, learn more about you if they're not already very familiar with your work and um, so clearly you have the website, the magazine, uh, but I'm assuming that um, your site, Joanne Bamberger, is the best place to go? Yes, joannebamberger.com is the best place to go. It has links to the broadside and other things that I'm working on. And of course, you know, if there are issues that people would love to hear anything or read anything written about at the broadside, you know, they can certainly find my email there and drop me a note that way. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I feel like we just skimmed the top of what's a very complex uh, set of of um, talking points, but at the very least, um, we're engaging in conversation about it. So thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. 
And thanks to my producer, George, for another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Perch Dreams next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.